1: Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favourite podcasts, Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart
2: here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV
0: by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes!
2: Are
1: you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Eight seven six five four three two one. Hello, good evening, fellow Fox fans. Hello, how are you? How the devil are you? In fact, welcome along. Uh, it's back European football, second season running. What can I say? Good times at Leicester. I have to start. With a bit of an excuse before we go any further, and I was just explaining this to our guest. If you suddenly see an extremely long jingle appear in the middle of the show, I have been waiting in all day uh, for an Amazon delivery, and of course, Amazon, <laughs> being Amazon, have decided that they will deliver it between six fifteen. And 8.15, so if my doorbell goes, and I've apologised if I cut Emilio off here, or Craig when he's in later, um, it's because I've got to go <laughs> and let the Amazon person in, because you know that he won't come in the entrance where my shed is and he can leave things in, so apologies in advance But uh, yes ain't We've got six games coming up Starting tomorrow night at home to Napoli uh, Then there's a couple of weeks Gap until we uh, travel over To Warsaw And then there's a month between that And us travelling to Moscow Maybe they think it might take a month for, for us to get there uh, A couple of weeks And uh, Moscow come back to us uh, And after that a couple of weeks Warsaw visit And we round it all off With probably the most difficult tie that we can could have, which is an away trip to Napoli. Oh, UEFA don't like us, do they? But it is the Europa League. We are back. It's match day one. And it's this. <laughs> Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. Please press those buttons on YouTube for more Leicester City content. Good evening, David. How are you? Thanks for joining us again. It's been absolutely at least 24 hours since we spoke. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Um, Well, all is well now. We've had a few technical problems, but a bit of blue tack and uh, I think we're holding up. Uh, Can't wait to see if Brendan uses Vardy or DACA up top tomorrow. That is a very good question because got to be honest with you, I'd like to see Daka, but will he? Well, we'll ask that with uh, Craig when he joins us later. Uh, DMMK Swift, good evening to you. How are you? Almighty Blues FC. Ankit, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? I hope the devil you are well. Uh, Pop over to, if you're interested in Chelsea uh, or cricket even, pop over to uh, Almighty Blues FC TV on YouTube. And it's Pete Hydes. Pete, good evening sir, how the devil are you? Hope you're well. Well, we have a special guest this evening. We're a little bit earlier because we've had to get him in because there is a bit of a time difference between us and where he is. Uh, And we have a Napoli fan. Can you believe we have actually got a Napoli fan? And he's come all the way, yes, we are filming him live via satellite all the way from Fulham. Good evening, <laughs> Emilio. <here. How are laughs> Hi, Chris. It's good to
0: be back on the show again. It was, only, well, it was only a few weeks ago that I came on when we had the um, when you guys signed Lukman alone. Lookman. So obviously I'm a Fulham fan for those who may recall. But I know. London,
1: let, me, let me build your part up a little bit here. Yeah, you know exactly. what, I mean? well, what?
0: Forty Most years of Fulham Fulham that now? a Fulham fan Sorry, yeah. it's forty years I've been a Fulham fan, and probably yeah. the same amount of time I've supported Napoli. Napoli, obviously, my Italian things. My, my father was from. About half an hour's drive from the the Napoli ground, San Paolo Stadium. So yeah, you know, I used to see a lot of friendlies in the summer. Saw one or two mm. early games in the season when we were out there on holiday for six, seven weeks when I was a, when I was a, a teenager and so. But yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to this game. This is a interesting game. Two attack attacking teams, both got good quality. Disappointing that both um, both in the Europa League, we should both be fighting in the Champions League. We both screwed up. end of season last year (laughs) I believe so so should we Napoli should have got
1: in there I mean Brendan said today that he describes the opponents Napoli as a Champions League club Mm -hmm. and says they'll be one of the favourites to go all the way um and looking at Serie A last season like us you finished fifth you missed out by a point
0: yeah yeah they screwed up their last game and they had a home game against Verona it, you know, odds on to win that game, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. they only managed to get the draw, and Juventus, you know, snatched it at the last gasp to get to get that qual- last qualification place. But you know, Napoli screwed up. You know, but you know, this is their priority this season. Let's be very clear: it's is, is Serie A. So the Europa League, I think, is a is a bonus. I don't think they'll be putting mm-hmm. their heart entirely in this, in this competition. They've got the good enough squads to to compete, but. I think they're. I think like yourselves. I think the priority is getting into that Champions League place and trying to win the title this year. They beat Juventus at the weekend. They had a very good result. You know, from a goal down to win the game. And I thought they won. they we played very well. We won comfortably in the end. It albeit the, yes. the two one score. scoreline. There's a lot of coincidences in this fixture. You know, you have got one of our Fulham players who's on loan to Napoli. Yes. So I'm I'm intrigued to see how he how he plays uh, for the, for the club Angisa. Obviously, obviously we've, we we had I was on your show a couple of times last season when we beat you at your ground and we lost at Craven yes. Cottage. OK, and thanks for reminding us about that, Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> and one so of our four players is now playing for you, is it, on loan this season. There's a lot of coincidences with this fixture. But it's, there is, it's there actually, is. neutral. It's a good game. It's going
1: to be a good had game. You not, had you not beaten us, who knows, we could have been in the Champions League. <laughs> but but it, maybe, hey. it, maybe. It's one of those Definitely. games, just like mm-hmm. you know, we, we we should have beaten you if you know yeah. you look at the form book, but then again we should have beaten Newcastle as well. There's yeah. teams in there, you can't just put it down to one and same mm-hmm. with Napoli, you can't put it down to one uh, game. Uh Mattia Ron uh from I presume um he is some Italian connection here, Fulham. Yeah. Thank it you for... good...
0: I'm looking Angista. forward to Angista, you know. Yes, he had, he played well on the weekend against Juventus. Um I don't think Fulham fans appreciated him so much. He's one of these sort of enigmas at the club. You know, he mm. you know, we signed him a few years ago for a big big bucks. Never really did well in the first season. But last year, up till Christmas time, I thought he was our probably top two best players in up to up to that time at that point in time. He then caught COVID, allegedly. Um, and it wasn't mm. quite the same play the second other season. But clearly Napoli have got a good deal there and um and then Fulham did some creative negotiation. They extended his contract, I think, by an extra year or two before loaning him straight out to Napoli. So clearly there's a view that if he does well, Napoli yeah. will have to buy him outright and on a longer term contract. But yeah, overall, um I'm looking forward to this fixture. But don't be yeah. surprised Napoli
1: don't give it the the, the the focus it needs I, I, I hope, I hope they different... don't if I'm honest with you Obviously it would be great Terry you're not being uh, st- Stereotypical at all there Are you <laughs> Who remembers one <Juan> Cornetto <laughs> uh, I think you, you... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Neither of us are going to burst into song On that one I'll tell yeah. you uh, DMMK Swift I'm surprised our first European game It's not our first European game though, Is it because we were in Europe last year dmk smith so yeah uh, it isn't our first european game uh almighty blue says mm, i can yeah. say just say thanks for georginio um yeah. more fans want to see ronaldo than napoli um yeah, possibly possibly That's... um shame man united lost really wasn't it exactly yeah, but, no, but there we no go way. but hey it, it's friday i mean we, we We've got the game. Let's just bring the the game details up here. Um, it's Europa League Group C. It's the game one. It's this Thursday at the KP at 8 o'clock kickoff. It's on BT Sport, BBC Radio Leicester, if you are in Leicestershire. And if you're not, you can pick it up on lcfc.com forward slash radio. Uh, and that's all around the world. And I'm sure there are one or two other channels that can be picked up as well. Um do you, I mean, a lot of people have described this as the group of death. Um, yeah. Yeah. As a Napoli fan, I mean, it is—it is a difficult group, isn't it? It is,
0: it is. It is. And I think Europa League—you know—the games are coming in thick and fast now. You have got league games every weekend. You've got now Europe European competition kicking off. So this is all about depth and—you and, know—the capacity in the squads. Both teams, mm-hmm. you know, have got reasonable depth in their squads. we have got some good—you re- know—good second, fr- you know, fringe players on our books. So I think yeah. it's—you know—I don't think we'll be playing. You know an outright full strength thing because the focus has got to be on the Serie A or the Premier League at the weekend. That's gotta be the priority. So both teams should be good enough to get through the group. It's like you said at the beginning of the of the show, Chris. You know, the game that may decide the group is you know, obviously the Napoli game in December time yes. back end. But yes. but for a neutral, this is a good fixture, it's an attractive yeah. fixture. You know, both teams have had you know you know good quality plays over the years, and the you know, Napoli, you know. Although we haven't won a Serie A since the late 80s, you know, we've had some big players in our books. Cavani played for three or four seasons about 10 years ago. Jorginho, one of the fans, just mentioned there. So, again, quality mm. player, you know. We almost beat Juventus for the Serie A title a few years ago with the highest points finish for second place. We lost by one point when Sarri was manager of Napoli. Then he went yeah. to Chelsea and, and then moved on there as well. So, you know, historically we've had some good players over, over the years. and So I think this is a good fixture, attractive fixture with very attack, type teams. You know, we're not going to see anyone sitting back on the fence. This could potentially be a three-all draw, for all we know.
1: Yes. I mean, last season, we went out of the Europa League with a whimper, shall we say, Mm. against Barter Prague. You know, we we didn't turn up in either Mm. game. You know, we we drew 0-0 over there, and we lost 2-0 back at our place. And that's the thing with Leicester. And we said this, you know, even going back to last season, we never knew which Leicester were going to turn up. Yeah. You know, it could have been like, you know, the one that, that turned up against Fulham in the first game. But I just hope, I mean, we, we, you know, we've we complained about the injuries and every team suffered with injuries last season with COVID and the short, shorter break. But we've, we've increased depth now. You know, mm. we, we we've added players. We've not sold any of the big names that were linked with moving away. So hopefully now we have got the squad to, to compete. Um, and Andrew says here, and it is a good question, and I know we don't know who's going to be playing yet, but which Leicester players would you say Napoli would fear?
0: Um, good question. I, I, I think it's, it's your attack. I think, I think you know, clearly Vardy is, a, is always going to be a threat. Mm. You know, the Napoli defence, you know, I'm a little bit... You know, that's probably probably the weakness. koulibaly has been an established Napoli defender over the years, a you know quality international player. You know, arguably speaking, he probably should be playing for a, a so-called more established Champions League club, but he's managed to stay there for many seasons. I think that's going to be the key for 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 Leicester breaking that defence. Mm. And Ospina in goal, I'm, I'm a former Arsenal player. I'm not I'm not his biggest fan. He made some good saves on Saturday, but some of his positional play and some of his decision making is a little bit suspect. Which is you clearly understand why Arsenal released him a few seasons ago. So. That for me is a weakness for Napoli, but for your, I think I think it's it's clearly your attack that I worry about. You know that the the fact that you know you you know your Rogers plays for you. You know your your width, your attacking. That's going to cause us problems defensively, I think. But equally, we like to play the ball around quickly. You saw the Italian national team in the in the Euros in the in the summer. Napoli play a very similar Mm. type of football, fast pace. You know, quick passing. You know, they had sixty five percent possession against Juventus at the weekend. So that tells you a story. Now, they, they, you know, Napoli like to hold the ball and they like to play it quick and fast. And equally that might yeah. that might hurt your defense as well. So I that's why I think I think there's gonna be lots of goals in this game.
1: It's gonna be interesting to see because we we've bought these players in um to, to give us the squad depth. But obviously we've got the established players. So mm. does he stick with you know it'd be interesting because I think if he plays Vardy who played at the weekend and he's 34 now, and you've got all Brighton, who's you know, uh, you know, he he's he's sort of in his in, in his mid thirties. Um, and I think they're both sort of slowly moving from first teamers to super mm. sub status. Um, I think if Vardy plays tomorrow night, I can't see him playing on Sunday against Brighton. So I and I think this is going to be the interesting thing, you know, because of because of his age. So does he start Vardy or does he go for Daka? Because Daka hasn't played for us yet in the Premier League started, and he looks very, very dangerous. I mean, you know, he's come from um, a a championship-winning team in Mm -hmm. in Salzburg, and he looks really, really fast. Um, But having said that, I think the player we talked about the other day on the uh, transfer window, Luckman, he came on uh, at the end against Man City. He had a couple of chances, and you can't really blame him because he'd just come on and he was maybe a bit ring rusty. Um, so do you know what, you know, I have a feeling Lookman could start and do you think this would be the sort of game for him, having seen of him what, what you have? I think so,
0: you know again, you know, on the show a few weeks ago you know, you know, I was, you know, being honest about, you know, yes. about Lookman yeah. at Fulham, you know, I think he offered more than he actually delivered, to be honest, I think he started off brightly, always enthusiastic a lot of energy, but I always find, that I'm, I hope I'm not tempting fate here, but his end product left a lot to be desired at times, he didn't have a Know, a strong shot and goal. He needs to strengthen, he needs to get stronger physically. I think he's quite lightweight and quite predictable. But hopefully, hopefully, if he does play tomorrow, then obviously I'm keen to see how he how he performs as a former Fulham player. I don't wish him any bad luck, except for yeah, when we're not playing against ourselves. But you know, I think this is probably the game for him. I think he you know he's at home. He might be able to you know demonstrate what capabilities he's like. But I think you've had a bit of an underwhelming start to the season as well. I know you've had a tricky start to the season, but you didn't yeah. play particularly well against West Ham, I think, in the last few weeks. <laughs> no,
1: so. it's, it's London teams, isn't yeah. it? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I mean, Man Man City was a, was a given, we, we think, mm. you know, and um, good evening, talk MU, how the devil are you? Thanks for joining us. Um, but, you know, um, West Ham was, a, was disappointing because they'd done us twice last season and we kind of mm. should have known and been ready for that. But even the wins against Wolves and Norwich, we didn't perform well. And that is the worry. You know, that was the Slavia Prague sort of team that was out there. Um, And just to say that Amazon have just let me know they're one stop away. any free happens. publicity aren't you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know if amazon want to uh, sponsor me at all you yeah, absolutely this is their way of doing it <laughs> um no uh, but yeah in those wins against norwich and west ham we didn't turn up we didn't play mm. very well we were lucky and had either side got better shooting boots on they could have got the draw it's funny because in the loss to man city we probably played we, well, we did play better than in the wins against um the, the the two teams we beat. Um, so this is it with Leicester. So we just don't know who's going to turn up. Mm. We've got the squad. I hope he I hope he uses the squad. Um, I mean, like you said. I mean, the form at the moment going into this isn't a lot different, to be honest with you. You know, you've had wins over uh, Bayern recently. Uh, it says here, uh, Grenada is it Grenada? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I presume these are sort of European games. This was on the Leicester website. Uh, but I think if we look at your league form, you you actually there's, there's three games you've played in the Italian league, isn't there so far?
0: Yeah, so yeah, top of the league. So the Juventus game in particular, that's now becoming a quite how is it quite a, a key fixture in the Italian Serie A League? Obviously, a lot mm. big rivalry between Napoli and Juventus, and Juventus are right at the bottom of the table with only one point from nine. But Napoli, you know, went a goal disappointingly with gold down early on. Um, and mm. they had the courage and and quality to turn that around and won comfortably 2 1 in the end. It could have won by more bigger margin, so perfect start to the season. But you know, we've got a new manager, Gattuso. Was you know, I thought he did a reasonable job last year, but he didn't qualify for the Champions League. So, unfortunately, he, he effectively got pushed out. Um, yeah. and you know, they brought in Spalletti, so the more established Premier and um, Serie A manager who's. He's doing a good job at the moment. He's bringing good values, good core values. But again, there hasn't been much investment in this Napoli team in the summer as well. So a bit like yourselves, you know, maybe a little bit underwhelming in the transfer window. But, you know, the key for them is getting Champions League qualification again and try to push that title, win that title, because it's been, it's eluding them for, for, for some time. They're not, they've been knocking on the door for a few years, but it's you know, they're not quite mm. there yet. And there's always been Juventus not, you know, ahead of them and with that depth and quality. But they're going through a bit like a Barcelona, a bit of a hard time. Yeah. A lot of debt, they've had to sell some key players, so maybe now's the right time for the likes of Napoli or Milan to win the the, the title. Inter won the, the title last season quite comfortably, but napoli have got a good enough quality. Then, in the Champions League, every year, I think we have the problem. Every year, they, they always get in a group of death. Every, they they faced Liverpool mm. in the well, delayed late Champions League from the previous season, and uh, they beat Liverpool at home and drew away at Anfield, but then they got knocked mm. out by Barcelona in you know a year ago, so yeah, there's. There's enough quality there, but they're they're learning in Europe, but they're not really going as far as they would like in in the Champions League. They're that last sixteen and
1: and not beyond. Yes, I mean you're you're, and I don't know how they work these out, but UEFA's coefficients. You're you're you, you're twenty second, we're sixty six, and that kind of probably okay. sums it up. But are we giving Napoli too much cred, not credit? Not credit's not the wrong word, but you know, are, are you know. Napoli, like you say, have been a good team mm. in the past. Uh, I'm not saying they're not good mm. now, but you know they, they've been in the Champions League week in, week out, um, a year in, year out. Sorry, um, if they were that good, as le- if Leicester were that good, we'd both be in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. So, are we yeah. looking at Napoli and probably thinking maybe we, we're better than we're thinking they're better than they possibly are? Yeah,
0: and I think you know in Europe, I you know I reflect over their performances over the seasons and. What's normally been their downfall of qualifying from the some, some of the tough groups is their away form. Their home form is pretty dominant. They normally tend to win two or three of the games, but their away form they, they end up drawing games that should be winning and losing games that maybe they should be drawing. So that's mm. been a downfall. So again, coming to to your ground tomorrow, I'd expect Leicester to be favourites. You've got the home advantage. You know, there's probably you know Napoli will have less expectations to to qualify to go far in this tournament because their goal is Champions League. Um, um, qualification and and trying to win the Serie A title. So, from my perspective, I, th- I think the pressure on Leicester. You've got the, you've got the home advantage, and you know Napoli will come here without any fear, trying not to lose a game. That's the key. They not lose a game, but their away form historically isn't particularly great in Champions League football. So that's why I think you guys will be seen as favourites with that home advantage. And I don't think you will be giving us too much respect. I think this is feels Champions League will be a different different outcome, different story. But Europa League, it's. No disrespect right. to the Europa League. It's Thank the you for talking
1: away as you did there. My I Amazon suspended. man
2: is just coming up the
1: stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this is interesting because uh, you went for uh, this gentleman as your one to watch for us, um, but he could be injured. Have you yeah. any any news on that at all?
0: Yeah, but yes, yeah, so today I'm still seeing some 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 speculation whether he's injured or not. So it's mm. he's likely potentially to be up, you know, on the bench, and they may not they may be reluctantly using him if they need to. So I he is a he would have been a player to watch. He had a good um, Euro Championships, as you clearly saw, Italy won the tournament mm. and deserved to win the tournament overall. Um, but he's a key player for me. You know, on his day, he's a threat. You know, he's he's a quality player. He's good, good, good set pieces. Good distribution. If he's not, if he's not fit to play tomorrow, then that's a huge bonus for Leicester. To be honest, he's, he makes he tick. He makes the team tick along. Always got good vision. Always hungry. Always looking to get forward, and is very deft at you know set pieces. But if he's injured and not fit to play the entire game, then lucky, lucky Leicester. To be honest.
1: Yes, yeah, um, and and Craig's going to be joining us in a second. I know, I know, you've got to go, but you were saying before at this point, you know, you you think Leicester are possibly favourites. Yeah, would you take a draw at this point? Yeah,
0: and with European football, I always say win your home games and don't lose your your away games. Sounds mm-hmm. that's the thing. As long as you win your, you don't lose. You know, you win your home games, you're effectively guaranteed qualification. So. You know, for me, this is the these are the top two teams in the in the league in this particular group. So, yes. you know if we get four points against you, then that's that. I'll, I'll take that to be honest over the two games. But I, you know, don't be surprised that you know you win. You come out victorious tomorrow because I just worry that we may not give it the focus it needs, and one or two injuries potentially there. It's when we may have to recover the situation when you play you in Italy in, in two months' time. But again, Napoli's away record, as I mentioned, earlier, it isn't particularly great in Europe, which is why they've maybe not progressed further down the ranks in in his big tournaments of the years
1: well um i i would take exactly the same as you say a win tomorrow and a draw at the end but i think uh i'm not looking forward to that last game but um amelia thank you so much for joining us i, I okay. know you got to, to shoot off hopefully we can have you back on in december when we yeah, please um when we i'll be happy again. to join you
0: again and Yes. If you want to do a reflection of the game tomorrow night at some point, then yeah, please let me know.
1: Yeah. I will do. I will do. Thank you very much for everything. Yeah. Have a good night. Stay safe. I'd, I'd you, wish yeah, you well, well tomorrow night, but you, but you know I wouldn't <laughs> mean it. <Yeah. laughs> good luck and from all, Friday. Yeah, and all the best to Fulham as well for the season. And, uh, We're
0: playing tonight as well. We're playing Birmingham City away, so we've got to recover after that disappointing defeat against Blackpool oh. on, on Saturday. But we've had a good start to the season, so hopefully we can we can recover and do well so good luck for the rest of your season apart from tomorrow <laughs>
1: yeah indeed indeed Emilio thanks so much take as care, always Chris. take thank care you mate See all the best take care, take care, take bye. care. thank you bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, thanks to Emilio for joining us there um all the way from yes Forza Fulham um everything is going wrong today that could possibly go wrong let's get Craig in and he will be with us straight after this Forza Craig, how,
2: are, the, how hey. are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. eight hey, uh, mastermind chair. I know. I thought I'd go for it. Do, do, yeah. Do, 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 yeah, don't give up the day job. Um, no is this another room you're in that we've not seen? We're slowly doing room. a well, tour. It, it is.
2: It is. We're, we're doing the, the tour of uh, of the West Wing uh,
1: yeah. at the moment.
2: <laughs> Uh, I was I was just watching the end of uh, Emilio there, and I did wonder where what room he was in. I don't know if he was in the cupboard under the stairs, garage. I think with the yeah. Room. yeah if anybody's seen <laughs> the film uh, being John Malkovich, then maybe he's in between floors. Um, but that's a, <laughs> I that's
1: haven't, a... I haven't. But right. uh, if you've seen Harry Potter, he could be under the stairs, like you say, you Definitely. know. But hey, um, I, I mean. I mean, if you remember him from last season, he's a huge Fulham fan, but he's a yeah. huge Napoli fan. He's, you know, he's got he's got a little Italian in him. Uh, although I think that might be his wife more than him. Uh, but you know, sorry. it's early, Chris. It's early. It is early. It is early. But no, I mean, he actually has us down as he thinks. You know, we should be favourites going into it tomorrow. Would you agree with him? Uh, no. No, we're, we're playing.
2: We're playing a team who's just beaten Juventus, uh, and I think a joint top of the Italian league. So I think, I think they may. <laughs> I may. Uh, thanks, Pete. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're favourites. To be honest, I know they've got one or two injuries, but then we've got one or two injuries as well. Um, I don't think you can ever get to a point, or not at the moment, where you'd say that Leicester are favourites against Napoli.
1: No, but I mean, I brought this this question up with um, with Emilio. Are we building Napoli up more than they maybe deserve to be? I mean, if they were that good, they would be like us. If we were that mm. good, we would be in the Champions League.
2: True. I think they, you know, I think they had a a, a few um, barren years, haven't they? That mm. I think they did okay a couple of years ago, but then the slip. I mean, what you would got there in Italy is, is the resurgence of some of the old um, huge teams who'd, who'd been off. You know, AC Milan had been off for a little bit into before that, who, who, although they came back strong over the last couple of years. So it's fluctuated a little bit. I think it's very similar to um, the Premier League, not necessarily the uh, the strength in depth all the way through the league, but I would suggest that. You know the top six, seven, eight clubs there on any season could make a, a a case for getting in there. And Napoli have just had a had a couple of not so great years, and uh, they find themselves down with the likes of us.
1: Yeah, um, going to say good evening. How the devil are you, to Rob? Um, I'd love to see Dak and Sumari. We'll come on to that in a second um, with, with, with with Craig Scott. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you as well? Hi, Scott. Um, Hi hi Chris and Craig aren't oh, you both well you you need to renegotiate the contract with Craig you're paying him too much oh well obviously he's moved he's moved up to the executive floor you see he's uh, he'll, he'll be wanting the key to the executive toilet next oh, oh, well, indeed. You know. quite right um, but, uh, um that, that's thrown me now <laughs> see where, where I was i mean we were talking coefficients there I don't know how they work out napoli a twenty two we're sixty six i mean mm. It is a having said that, I think, you know, do you think we've got the group of death? Do you think that's where we say we've had a let's be honest with you, we've had a couple of easy groups, haven't we? In the Champions League and, and last year's Europa. Yeah, so, I think it's know. come back to
2: bite us a little bit this year, hasn't
1: it? Um yeah.
2: But maybe maybe that'll do us good. You know, we saw um I think we've seen in the league this season, you know, the, the toughest team we've played against, Man City is probably and arguably the best performance of the season so far. So yeah, we sort of step it up a little bit. Um, so, you know, it may be perfect timing, but it's a, definitely it's a tough group. Um, particularly if, if away fans were, uh, were in, it would help us a little bit. But they're going to be tough away games. All three of those are going to be very partisan away games, as I say, with no fans in. Um, they're going to be tough places to go, so it puts all the pressure on the
1: home games. Do we have away fans in tomorrow night? Do you know the question was asked earlier, and I honestly don't know the answer.
2: Not that I'm aware of. Uh, no. I don't think so. No.
1: Yeah, there was some confusion even about the Italian team getting here, but uh, no, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, look, looking at looking at the uh, at the draw, I mean, we've got Napoli tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we've also got Napoli away. As the last game, I mean that that couldn't have been drawn worse yeah. for us, could it? Not really. You would hope that we've done the job by
2: then, and then it's just a, a case of going into that game uh, knowing that you need something from it. That's for sure. Um, it's it, it, you know we, we've seen this before. You know, as we come to the end of seasons in in big games, um, we've not always turned up um when we've needed to i mean we didn't last season in the Europa league did we 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 did okay in the group but then when it came to it we we let ourselves down again in the final game where we had a chance to go through with a with a home leg uh, and didn't so i would hope that we've got enough points in the bag that it doesn't mean anything but you know if we have to go there and get something um then we have to but mm. uh, hopefully not
1: Uh, And um, Emilio was saying about Lazio that their main aim is to get back into the Champions League. Um, Whether that is Brendan's main aim, I think it's going to be hard. I mean, if you're realistic, Mm. you know, possibly Liverpool drop out, but you can't see the top four not being the top four from last season. Mm. Does Brendan... Prioritise the Europa League. He, he's not done ever, he's not ever done well in Europe. I think you know, mm. last season was it the round of 16 we got through to. I think it was, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and then we went yeah. out, didn't we? Um, we were,
1: and that's as far as Brendan's ever gone.
2: Yeah, I think I I, I think I agree with you. I, I I can't see us getting in the top four this season. I think everybody seems to have strengthened. I know Liverpool haven't strengthened a great deal. But they've had Van Dyke back, um, who gives them a lot of, uh, makes them a lot more solid at the back. I don't think they are the team that won the league. You know, I think they're a little bit in transition and they probably would have liked to get a couple of extra players in over the summer. <coughs> so I think they're not, uh, not the strongest. But I can't, I'd be surprised if we were pushing, to be honest. So I think... The, the the Europa League is going to be something that, uh, that he's going to prioritise. As I say, a, a nicer draw would have made it easier, that's for sure. You know, he could have rested yeah. and rotated a little bit more than he probably can afford to now. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to look at the games we've got after the Europa League games to see mm. whether he can go strong in them with a view of rotating a little bit in the league. And it wouldn't surprise me uh if he does that i think i know you said we're going to come on to the team but i th- i think there'll be a couple of changes from from the weekend but again we've got brighton coming up who are i think nine points from 12 brighton at the moment so yeah. um so there's no pushover
1: no oh can you hear me still craig yeah i can yeah 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 uh, I, and and i know i know what you said the, the, what We've 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 bought these players in though, as in Daka, Samari, Luckman, you know, so that we've got squad depth. Um, and I know a lot of fans have been moaning because we haven't been playing them in the mm. Premier League. And I think you know you've got to say, well, you've got to think, oh, um, you can't necessarily just bring a player in unless he's a Lukaku, Ronaldo, or a hundred million pound, um, Grealish. You can't just bring a player in. I think we've said this yeah. before. Just and drop the lights of Vardis, etc. However, we don't pay 20-30 million pounds for players to play in the FA Cup and the Caribou Cup. Surely these are players that he's got to use in, in these European games. You've got you've got Daki, you've got Samari. Uh, and you've got look you know, all European players that were last yeah. season were playing in Europe yeah. have know the European game two of them won that their, their respective leagues surely we've got to see them this season game yeah. You
2: know. I think it's a tricky one isn't it because uh, usually the clamor for those players to play comes on the back of a poor uh, performance um you know nobody's ever said you know on the back of a, a really good win itm uh no, yeah on the back of a really good win nobody's ever come out and said why didn't you play x y and z you know so it's always yeah. in hindsight but you're right they do need to i i would have thought they would have had more pitch time by now um don't want to go over the the, the man city game but there were some strange um choices of subs uh i thought um so there is there is opportunities and I think I think you'll see them tomorrow. Whether they all whether whether the main ones will start, I think Vestergaard's are nailed on, uh, and I think Bertrand yeah. is nailed on as well. To be honest, um, it's Sumari and Daka. I think they'll definitely play a part. Whether they'll start wouldn't surprise me, but I think they'll definitely uh, have a big say in it. And as I say, I, I would have thought they would have had more pitch time, you know, getting them up to speed because. If you're going to play them tomorrow, you're basically asking them to play on the back of uh, of a pre-season friendly away at Burton or, or Villarreal or something, you know, mm. on the back of a non-competitive game because they've seen very little
1: pitch time so far. But I mean, you, you've you know, let's let's be honest with you. You've got Vardy, who we all love Vardy to bits, and you know he he you he, he could have argued that he, you know that was a goal on 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 Saturday, but. Mm. You know, at his age now, you know, he's he's played Man City. If he plays tomorrow, we've then got Brighton. He can't be playing all three. We've said this before, haven't we? whether it's Dakar or Nacho, which game do you rest Vardy for? Do you rest him for Napoli knowing that he is obviously Jamie Vardy is the striker that, that can get us goals? Or do you bring in Nacho, who was our top scorer last season, or Daka, who really knows where the net is?
2: I think uh, I was talking to Scott last night, and we were we were comparing teams that we thought we would uh, we would both put out for the for the Napoli game. And although we differed on a, a couple of personnel, we both thought that we should go with back to two up front um, and get and get our goal scorers on the pitch. And I think that's the problem at the moment. We've not really been creating enough chances or, or having enough goal attempts and we've got our top scorer on the bench and someone who banged in 25 uh, goals last season in, in winning the European League on the bench as well so I, yeah. I, yeah I'm surprised Vardy's not been sort of taken off after 20 minutes in a couple of the games and uh, not after 20 minutes with 20 minutes to go sorry yes um, yeah. and uh, and Dak has had a had a bit of a run but um, I think you you can make a strong argument for leaving Jamie on the bench tomorrow and uh, and using him if you need to use him.
1: Would you? I mean, I I would, but mm-hmm. if we do, is it a, is it a, you know you actual a, a front two because the front two worked mm-hmm. really well and like you say, you know we've we we kind of fell into that front two, didn't we? When Barnes we was injured and Madison was injured. Madison yeah. love him to bits, but he's just so off form at the moment, and I think you've got to brendan's got to make the decision, maybe dropping him for for a few games, let him get his confidence back, um the same with maybe you know Madison yeah. in up against millwall in the in the caribou, uh, maybe the same with Harvey Barnes and go to yeah. that back two. and you know dacker and, and Nacho front two sounds extremely exciting.
2: It does, and um, although I think it would suit Madison having two two players in front of him rather than than one and and two wingers who seem to be playing far too deep for me, um, I think you could also make a, make an argument for putting Samari in there, um, yeah. which makes us stronger physically, and we know the Italians can be physical, um, so we've got to match that. Um, like I say, I've been looking at a few of their players and they've got some very physical players in there. So we we need to be physical. And you could just see it being a game that they could rough up Madison a little bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, we and we can't afford for that to happen in terms of injuries either, you know. So for me, I, I think, you know, I think he may go for a three at the back with, with wing-backs. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and, and then have a strong middle middle three and a two up front, um, which would mean like a Telemans and Samari rather than yeah. uh, than Madison.
1: I mean, just comparing, and the form chart that I brought up was off LCFC.com, mm-hmm. and we was a little bit out of date, but, you know, we're sat at ninth, played four, won two, lost two. Um... You know, no, no panic yet. We're not. We're not saying mid-table obscurity, sack Rogers or anything like that. But yeah. looking at our form, you're up against uh, a Napoli side that's played 3-1-3, joint top of the league. It's a little bit worrying.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say they've started really well. They, you know, they've got a solid team. They've got uh, you know, they've got some really good players. In is a great player. We saw him in the in the Euros. Dries Martin, I think, is a great player as well. Um, um, the Belgian, he's, he's been good for, for for a number of years. And as you say, uh, you know, three games, including Juventus, it's not like they've not played anybody, only conceded two yeah. goals. So I think, you know, I'd, 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 I'd be surprised if it was going to be a goal fest, but that means that we need people on the pitch who could actually score and nick as a goal, you know. Um, yeah. It's going to be important uh, to get our noses in front, I think, because, you know, with any Italian team, you know, if you go behind, it's going to be very difficult to come from behind against them. So uh, I think it's important yeah. that we start
1: well uh, and get our noses in front. And talking about players there, it was, it was interesting because um, I didn't know you were going to go for for, mm. for, for one to watch for this one. So I, I approached Emilio, uh, yeah. who probably un, unsurprisingly went for uh, Insignia as, as, his, as his one mm. to watch. But he may be injured fingers crossed and I don't mm. wish him any harm, but he may be injured. You actually then came up and picked somebody and you've gone for F- Fabian Ruiz. Yeah. I that totally wrong. Fabian Ruiz. <laughs> Fabian <is it>? Ruiz, <laughs> yeah. yeah a- Ruiz.
2: Spanish, he's a Spanish player and um, I've not, I've not seen lots of him. Obviously, as soon as I knew that we were, we were playing Napoli, I, I sort of uh, took a closer look at a few of their players and, and this guy is impresses me a lot. Um, you know, if we we're going to end up um, losing Tielemans at the end of the season, I'd be very happy with uh, with this guy coming in. Uh, although he's rated around the 40 million euro mark as well, a little bit unheralded. He was in the Spanish Euro squad, um, but didn't get a lot of pitch time. But it, mm-hmm. I mean, he's six foot two, um, and a real box to box midfielder, physical, but. Um, uh, He's got some fantastic feet. His footwork is unbelievable. For a six foot two guy, his dribbling is amazing. Uh, he gets himself out of some really tricky situations with uh, uh, some quick feet. He's got great mm-hmm. vision, can pass, doesn't score a lot, but um, but he, you could see him running that midfield and getting from box to box. And uh, again, physical presence uh, at six foot two, he's not going to be pushed around uh, a great deal. Um, and I, I think he, he looks a real player. As I say, he, he came from Real Betis um, mm. to Napoli uh, and he's he's got better over the, the couple of years that he's been there. And he's sort of, he's there. I mean, there's a few websites that you can look at who who sort of uh, talk about their players. And this guy is highly rated uh, across all of Europe at the minute in terms of uh, his his stats in terms of a, uh, a forward-thinking midfielder. Um, I'll be interesting to see him play, to be honest, uh, live in yeah. a, in 90 minutes. I'm hoping he has a stinker, um, <laughs> even though it will ruin my reputation uh, for picking one to watch. Um, but I'm happy for that. But I, I, he does look a real player. And as I say, you know, he, he could be somebody that's on our radar. I, I would hope so. He's, I to say he's, uh, he looks a real player.
1: Rob says here, um Luckman looked exciting on mm-hmm. Saturday. He certainly did. Uh, want to see him instead of Barnes at the Mo? Mm-hmm. I would love to see Luckman. I mean, I, I'm worried that we're not. We, we've got to be careful. We don't do an under here. Who looked mm-hmm. amazing in his <laughs> in a couple of games and mm-hmm. and peaked at that and was never the same again. So we have to be very very careful with what we say about Luckman. But you know. <sighs> If you play him instead of Barnes, then who do you play on the other side well you see i, I think you have to be a bit more fluid
2: i i would like as i think i mentioned that we he may go for a five but for me mm. i would go for um um a um, a four one three two to get back to the two uh with nacho and uh uh and daka. But then as a midfield three, a sort of interchange, I would have Luckman, uh and Samari and, uh, and Tielemans. Uh, because I think it's going to be important to have pace on the break. As I say, yeah. the, the Italians are masterful at defending, particularly defending a lead. I think you've got to get forward a lot quicker than we have done. And I know some of the uh, criticism of Maddison uh, over the last couple of weeks has been that he's not moved the ball on quicker, uh, quickly enough. But as I say... You know, he's not had a lot in front of him to play it to. But I think the pace of Dakar, the pace of Luckman, could cause a lot of trouble for uh, for the, the Napoli defence. And Barnes clearly isn't back to himself. The same way Ricardo wasn't back to himself. It took uh, hmm. it took the, the rest of last season and uh, he's come back strong. I think it's going to take a period of time for Harvey Barnes to get up to full fitness yeah. as well. And I would prefer to see him getting that fitness in a game at Millwall Rather than uh, against yes,
1: Napoli. Napoli. So I'm guessing here uh, we're going for four, one, three, two. And I'm just sort of mm. writing down your, your your possible team here. I know we don't we don't do officially yeah, yeah. do a Craig, Craig's team, but I I, I guess you know you, you've got you've already mentioned Bertrand on the uh, on the left. Um, is, yeah, you, I, I, yeah, I. I think the only change I would make is probably
2: so Bertrand Vestergaard, uh, Soyuncu. I would keep those and maybe bring in Ricardo over Castagna, yeah, due to his due to his pace. To be honest, yes. Yeah. And then it would be indeedy and then the the ones I've mentioned ahead of him. No place for Evans. I, I don't think so. I, I don't. I think it's a bit too risky. I think you've got the likes of insignia He may not be playing or whatever. I don't. Against. You saw the difference for me um, between Vestergaard and Evans. Evans was quite happy to go side to side, as always. Mm. Vestergaard plays straight balls. He looks for a ball straight through, cutting out the forwards. Very easy to defend when you're going side to side. And that's a problem with Evans for me. But particularly against Napoli, you've got to break through the lines very quickly because they're going to get back mm. into a defensive shape very, very quickly. So for me... I think Soyuncu had a good game. I don't think he deserves to be dropped. And I think Vestergaard gives us something extra that Evans doesn't.
1: And also, as well, I mean, you know, you're looking at these foreign sides, and we know what it's like against Villarreal mm. and what happened there. <laughs> you know, you, you could, you know, my worry would be that Evans would get injured again. Yeah. I think you know, I think I think
2: I know he loves Evans, and I know a lot of our fans like Evans. But I don't think you can play – I I think it's going to be two of the three, to be honest, and it's whether um, Soyuncu gets dropped or Evans uh, doesn't play. I think from what he's seen already and what we've seen, I think Vestergaard is going to be the main man in that back three, uh, the back four,
1: four yeah. or
2: five, wherever he plays it, just because of the way that he, he passes out of defence. Um is much more I, capable than either of the other two, and I think that's he really always, important. You could
1: say had the perfect debut.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, it was an amazing. I mean, you were there. I, I yeah. was sort of kind of watching it with some Turkish commentary and an LCFC mm. FC radio on. Um, but yeah, it, he seemed to sort of be there for everything, and he's got that height as well that we've not really had for a long time. Exactly, he gives
2: us a presence in both boxes. Yeah. You know, he's got that. Um, uh, relationship with Bertrand already uh, from his Southampton days mm. uh, and as I say he, he's he's just much more progressive on the ball, the same way for Fafana for would come out and, and going back even Harry Maguire uh, previously mm. would move the ball quicker and I think that's, you get a lot of yes, benefits from Johnny Evans what you don't get is moving the ball quicker and I think we've seen that Unless you do that, particularly if you're trying to play out from the back, you can't dawdle around on it because the defensive shape is there. They start pressing you and you're in
1: all kinds of trouble. Um, JJ, he's got some pace as well. Yes, mm-hmm. he have. Do, do, again, Digo, soyunchu you made the point and it was mm-hmm. an excellent point and one that I've pinched. Uh, the other night, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm sure I credited it to you though, but thanks, shoot sure. on the right, uh, mm. made him just do the basics more, cut yeah. out his coif Brazilian little mm. touches, Um keep him on the right.
2: I think so. I think he played really well. I was surprised as as I say, but uh, it, it just gets him back to basics mm. Um um, when he uh, when previously, yeah, he'd, he's been doing all these kinds of croissants, god knows what, he just seems comfortable, doesn't he, on the left, and he's become too comfortable on that left hand side. So, switching him to the right, he just has to concentrate on defending properly, making sure that he's he's got his feet in the right place. So, I think yeah. I think you'd stick him there for now,
1: yeah. David says here. But Craig didn't we play better after Evans came on despite us and I think he's trying to type and he's had a problem with autocorrect going behind by a goal it may be a case of who is up front rather than Vestergaard or Evans I mean up front and in defense that those are mm-hmm. the two big decisions that Brendan's going to have to make
2: yeah I think I I I think it, it's a fair it's a fair point I think I think you've got to look at the changes that were made in front as well and then you've got to say, well, if we had Vestergaard on there as well, who was moving the ball quicker into those players who were playing better in front, then we would have done even better, maybe. Um, for me, Evans just looks to slow it down. You know, he's very experienced and he can talk everybody else through the game, and I get that. It's just sometimes you're thinking, please just move the ball. Rather, It's almost like he's posing for his statue, you know, Bobby Moore style, who just stand there, one foot on the ball, arms folded, you know, waiting for, a, for, waiting for somebody to take the picture. um And I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to draw players to him. But the problem with that is if the opposition are just happy to sit and say, go on, then you've got to come at us. We're not going to press you. Then you're stuck. And he's stuck. So he invariably just moves it out to the fullbacks and then it comes back. So um it's a fair point, but I, I'm not sure... He, I'm not sure he moves the ball quickly enough for me.
1: But as as Rob says here, uh, Casper played well Saturday. Yes, mm. he did. He was up there very close to me for man of the match. He kept the score down. But it's worrying the amount of fanning across the back mm. four. We look so uncomfortable and teams press on us. But that's mm. coming down from Brendan, isn't it? Brendan yeah. wants to play out from the back. And I kind of, you know, with Casper's distribution, we know it's not the best in the Premier League, mm. you know. And... You don't want to always just be kicking the ball out to lose it to give them a throw in. At least, yes, we play out from the back, we keep the ball, but let's play out a bit quicker. You know, if you're gonna, if Casper's gonna pass it, let's say to uh, to Vestergaard. Yeah. Hopefully, Vestergaard is gonna get it forward, like you say, rather yeah. than back over to Soyuncu, back over to Pierre, back again. We yeah. need to, if we're gonna play from the back, move it out quicker
2: when i was when i was playing um and since then my whole thought process was if i'm going to give the ball to someone what who's he going to give it to and i think sometimes it it appears that we're not thinking that way that casper mm-hmm. just looks for the first person to give it to but then isn't thinking what's he going to do with it it's almost like i've done my bit i've played yeah. him in you know now it's up to him and particularly when he plays through the middle, that's the dangerous bit. If, if he's chipping them out to the fullbacks, fair enough. Some work, some don't. But when he's playing it through the middle, unless those guys are switched on and know it's coming and it's a decent pass, it only has to be out a little bit and they have a missed control and they're pounced on mm-hmm. these days. So I'm, uh, yeah, yeah it, it just worries me. Uh, you know, I'd much rather that he just got it forward. You know, if there's a pass on, do it. If after you've Dillied and Dallied around for 20 seconds having a look. There isn't anything. Shove everyone forward and get it up there.
1: Yes, yeah. And I think as well, certainly in the last five minutes, don't be dilly-dally about yeah, the no. back, especially if we're 1-0 if we're down. David basically agreeing with you there, Craig. Mm. Scott, good evening, Scott. How the devil are you, sir? He's uh, a question for Craig here. You mentioned playing Vestergaard and Soyuncu tomorrow night. My question is, out of the two, who do you rest, if not both, for the match against Brighton?
2: Personally, I don't rest anyone. I, I don't think... I don't think these days, I don't, I, don't, I don't think central defenders have to be rested, to, to be honest. Mm. I don't see them running around a lot. I mean, I know we weren't in Europe, but um, Huth and Morgan probably played every game or as many games if they weren't, uh, weren't suspended. I don't remember them picking up a lot of injuries in that, in that title-winning season. They were just mm. solid. And I think for me, a back four is the one thing you don't mess around with a lot. Because then, um, you, you know, you, you sort of lose. You're always playing with somebody different. The best teams, even going back to the old Arsenal back four, it was the same back four all the time and it was repetition. And I've heard of uh, Lee Dixon and Ray Parlour talking on the radio a lot, saying everything they did in training was the same four Yes, you'd bring someone in in case you needed them in training, but if you could, you didn't mess about with that back four. And for me, unless people are really carrying knocks or are feeling tired, for me, you don't rest people. You don't rest centre-halves.
1: Quite right. I mean, I I agree 100%. I mean, you know, you could say if it was Evans, maybe because of his age or because of his not not quite 100% fit yet, but... If you lose the ball because of a bad pass, because you you know, let's say for example, for example, Nacho plays a through ball thinking that Vardy's is going to get onto it mm. and then it, but it's Daka and yeah. he, he's not where he's expected, or if Tillerman plays a ball to Samari thinking it's indeedy and he's not where indeedy would be, and you lose the ball, you know, you, you've got problems, but if you do that in the back four. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a shot on goal, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and like you say, that back four, you how often have we said or have we seen commentators at matches go like, or oh, this this back four don't know each other.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: this is it's, 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 it's a different back four again. How are they going to to to, to, to perform? Yeah. And center and halves,
2: true. yeah. Mm. I mean, center halves are built on partnerships, and you can't mm. have partnerships if you're changing them all the time. Now it's going to be tough on someone and if he's going to stick with a back four then he's going to have to choose a pair for me um mm. now he may he may go back to a five so he can get go back to getting the two up front i don't know um but for me changing your center half pairing every game or every other game is is not a way to success
1: but do you maybe have two two pairings one for Maybe the league and Europa, and one for the FA and 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 Cup, uh, potentially, potentially, you know,
2: those who are just playing the cups. The Europa League comes around quite quickly, doesn't it? So it's every couple of weeks or every week almost. So, yeah, you could make an argument for that, but then I guess you know, then are you looking at at the whole, you know, a a different team almost for the two competitions, a league team and, and a cup team, um, which is okay but if you want to be serious about the europa league and see that as your best route back into the champions league then you've got to be playing a strong team
1: yes yeah um would you take a point now uh, no I,
2: and no just because i know how difficult all these away games are going to be i think mm. you've got to be you've got to be looking at getting 9 points um from your home games um I think we did that in the group game last season, uh, in the group's last season. Uh, Someone will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and I apologise. But no, I I think you've got to go into this thinking, you know, because, you know, if you lose the last game to Napoli, then you're both level. You know, you've you've got the same amount of points off each other. I think it's very risky to think, right, we're going to be happy with a point. Obviously, if you're losing or you don't play well, you'll take a point. But I don't think you can go into the game saying, I'd be happy with it.
1: No, and we haven't in fairness got a Zoya Luhansk in there this uh, no. this season. No, we haven't. No, and we know that they, that you know they, they they did they did us as well, didn't they? Last season. They did. So... I would
2: hope that it's going to be different this year with the fans back in there. Um mm. I don't think the fans will allow
1: the team to be not at it, particularly on a European night. Terry not saying we're going to lose but have moved the settee already for hiding behind <laughs> good information bye take care i don't know whether that means you seriously are going if you are thanks for joining us terry i mean i haven't hid behind the uh there's the settee since doctor who and uh, <laughs> that uh, was with, with when john pertry was doctor who and yeah. uh the cybermen used to do me yeah. um i think the JJ last time said,
2: I, I think the last time i hid behind the sofa was when I was uh, younger living with my mum and the insurance man was at the door asking for his money.
1: Ah, say no more, Hmm. say no more. Uh, Premier Hotspur, good evening again, Simon. How the devil are you? Um, This will be a fantastic game and let's see if you guys can outfox them. Boom, boom. Well, let's see whether, um, Simon, your team earn their spurs tomorrow and can get a win as well. See what I did there? Very good, Chris. Very good. Yeah. Oh, come on. You think this show's just thrown together. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious it is. You don't think so. It's obvious it is. Um, Champions League on at the moment. And I've got to say, I, I, I like to do this simply because I like taking the piss out of other teams. But what a shame for Man United last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs>
2: It was. I mean, it, it, it pulled up all those old, uh, old, old arguments about whether Ollie's got the tactical nous. Uh, and I remember I was talking to someone today um, about going back to Kevin Keegan when he was England manager, and he was great going forward, but he admitted that he didn't have the tactical nous when it when it got tight in big games. And uh, mm. I think you know, you know, Ollie Ollie looks like is is a similar character at the moment, but. Uh,
1: you no, know, they're not my back team, back so I pass. don't have
2: to worry about them.
1: Was it a Soyuncu sort of mistake that cost them? Oh, yeah,
2: shocker! Yeah, it was. It was a shocking back pass from Lingard. The worst thing about it for me—I don't know if anybody else watched it—was Lingard's reaction. You know, I remember in the in the Euros, I think um, uh, against Italy, uh, no, against Germany. When Sterling gave the ball away and they went through, and uh, and and Muller should have scored, but he was there, sort of held his hands, realizing he, what he'd done.
1: Falling down just, to his
2: knees, hadn't he? Yeah, yes. Lingard yeah. just sort of jogged backwards, not looking. You know, like oh, well, that's a shame. You know, well, he, he's and, already come out and said he wants to leave anyway, so uh, yeah, i, I do not really bothered.
1: This is the, this is on the same day that one national newspaper linked him with uh, Leicester City. So again, yeah. Again, I mean, you know, can you imagine him and Soyuncu at the back? We might as well not turn up, mightn't we, with the uh, with the assist that they'll get. Ling the Lingard's the
2: sort of player you just tell to stay up front, you
1: know. Yes. <laughs> oh my, Chris, that was the same for me, says David S. Doctor Who. Now, the plastic men with no eyes, I don't remember them, mm. but I was. Well, did, did, were you a Doctor Who fan? Uh, no, Craig? no, never really. I, 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 and I say this to a few people.
2: I liked the films. There was a couple of feature films made mm. with Peter Cushing as yes. the Doctor, and yes. Roy Castle was his sidekick, and I really enjoyed them. But I was never <laughs> a big fan of of uh, Doctor. I liked John Pertwee; was okay. What, and, Roy uh, Castle and, then... and his trumpet. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> yes. and uh, and David Tennant was good yes. when he came back, but no, it was never a never a big uh, big one of yeah. mine.
1: I must admit, I, I was a And I'm going to vie off here, as we normally do when, when you and me get we're together. There. We're going to vie off. But um, we... I, I grew up with John Pertree, and I think, you know, your favourite Doctor was who you grew up with. And I, I was a John Pertree. Uh, and, you know, the, the 70s all the yeah. big, outrageous costumes. Uh, moving into... Who followed John Pertree? Tom somebody. Uh, oh. I don't know. There was a...
2: I, I, somebody I will, somebody will a, tell me. Um, yeah, there was Peter Davison and Sylvester yes. McCoy. And
1: oh, by well, the time was was Sylvester McCoy, I'd, I'd lost, lost interest. But then there I, I read Tom, Tom, sorry? I think there was a, oh, no, Tom Baker. Tom Baker, that's Tom it, Baker, yeah. So I kind it? of yeah. crossed over those two. Yeah. I got back into it when David Tennant, purely yeah. because, thank you, David, Tom Baker. Great, yeah. we'll have to do a Doctor to Who special, David. Um, but yeah, I got back into it when David Tennant was in it because that was my the, the age when my kids were growing yeah, up and watching exactly it. The same, and, and that that's my excuse, you know, yeah. for watching it. But uh, but yeah, it was the Cybermen for me, and I was fine with the Daleks until they started to be able to fly, and once that you know once I knew I couldn't run upstairs and hide from them. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, and uh, oh, but what what you saying here, Premier Hotspur – Basil Bush, boom boom, <laughs> and have, he hasn't got high hopes for his game tomorrow. Well, just hey, if we don't do well in the Europa League, we could be dropping down into the uh, into the conference. I just think it's a fact, Craig. I don't know if it's me, the mm. fact that they've called it the conference. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not sure what the, what else they could have
2: done, but uh, but it's nice. It's nice to think of uh, Spurs in the conference.
1: I've got to ask you this. Had we really fallen off at the end of last season, Uh would you have been disappointed? Well, yeah, disappointed, yes. We would have all been disappointed. Would you have been like a lot of Spurs fans on? I'm not saying that Simon is at all like this, but a lot of Spurs fans are almost saying, oh, the conference is beneath us. But it's European football, isn't it? It is European football, and I think if we... You know, go back
2: pre-winning the league, that we'd had a taste of the Champions League and then we had a taste of um, uh, the Europa League last season. I think that's where that comes from. If we hadn't have had that, then we'd have mm. loved a bit of European football. And and there'll still be teams in there that we, we knew and grew up with. Um, yeah. But I think it's the same for Spurs, isn't it? When you've been involved in the Champions League for so long, and then the Europa, and then you're just down to the next one. It's bound to be a disappointment. So I can't, I can't blame them for, for being disappointed for being yeah. in it.
1: And and I suppose in the in in as, as the famous, um, Gary Barlow and take that once said, you know, never forget where you've come from. You know, you you shouldn't. And yeah. you know, there were days when we would have taken, the conference. I mean, they are you know, I know
2: you you took the opportunity to get one of your favourite bands in there. But no, uh, hey,
1: now, and, not one with a better take that. Not no. one with a better take that, mate.
2: <laughs> nothing that nothing that um, you know, shepherded them onto a onto a train and sending them to the uh out of Mongolia wouldn't go wrong. Um <laughs> but you know, each to their own. It's You're more of a Spice Girls fan, are you, Craig? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I thought I thought you were going to go boy zone, but that would have taken us down a, a whole different path. Um, anyway, meanwhile, back, Craig,
1: Craig, please tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> deary me, dear
2: me. I can, right. uh, you know, both viewers are switching off in their droves. Um, we can. Yeah, I don't know what was the point <laughs> where where were conference and and dropping down. You know, yes. I think I, to be honest, I wasn't even sure that we dropped down that the teams dropped down into the conference. That just seems uh, you know ridiculous to me. I don't, you know I don't know why that would happen. Um, I guess
1: they do it because it happens with. I mean, we are. I was reading we're second favourites to win the Europa League, depending on who comes down, but because it happens from the Champions League to the. Um, yeah to the the Mm. Europa League. I mean, I don't agree with it at all. The Mm. fact that Manchester United were within a couple of shots, penalties of being Europa League champions because Mm. they'd failed. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they'd only qualified for the Europa League and won it, I Mm. want British teams to do well. I would have said, well done. But the fact that they failed at the Champions League and then very so nearly won the Europa League, for me, is so wrong. And it's UEFA's... Money, 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 to quote ABBA. Yeah. Um, money, money, money. I don't know, take a chance on me sort of attitude. <laughs> the, <laughs> we'll send that an SOS and see who can come in. Um, so we really stop I think there. That, I think
2: this show may be our Waterloo, mate.
1: <laughs> hey, it's been a long time since we veered off like this, isn't it? You know. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, call you, babe. after to take that so you're safe. But no, mm-hmm. I think that would have been totally all wrong.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't get how you can be in two European competitions. You know, in the same season, you're in one, and if you're out, you're out. That's it. But again, it's big money talks, isn't it? And uh, and, and I'm sure they'd have when all these leagues were being formed, it was like that safety net and the bigger clubs wanted a safety net of a, of a route back in,
1: didn't they? And, mm. uh, and they got it. Well, if not, it would have been off to the ESL possibly, you Indeed. know. Well, I mean, it was, was interesting
2: I mean, to see that interesting to see that the, uh, the Napoli owner, uh, is coming out with his own uh, ideas for a, a European league, um, but this one is different because it's built on merit apparently uh, which is great but he still thinks that it's the only way forward and his big argument was about the amount of money that it would earn again but, but you know forget the fans and all this time about how um how terrible it's been without fans and now you know fans are back in but again it's still all about money and and, and you know, just while I'm on uh, a little bit of a rant about that, all this rubbish about having the World Cup every two years. Um, and I saw Peter Schmeichel uh, was being spoken to, who thought it was a great idea because of the likes of Denmark. It would, in his career, he would have been able to play in more World Cups. You know, great. Nobody's asking the fans again, are they? What the fans want is all about. The me, me, me of the players. And yeah, it gives me more chance to play in more World Cups, me. The, the, um, the fans, I, I think I would speak for the majority of fans and all those that I've spoken to. We're happy with what we've got, that it's every four years. It makes it special. You know, it's not about how many times you as an individual player mm. can play in it. It's for the fans. And very, very quickly, now all the fans are back in stadiums. We seem to have forgotten about the fans again.
1: Anyway. Just, i have just I put your solo there for Thank your for you like. your rant minute there no, no 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 we, we should we should make this actually part of the show like a, a great <laughs> like a rant yeah.
2: there,
1: there is actually a channel and he's a, he's, he's a good friend uh, he, he has helped promote my channel uh, he's an Everton fan Kieran and his his channel's actually called Kieran Rants maybe we should rename this channel yeah. um I mean it is yeah I mean there's nothing wrong at the moment every two every four years it's the world cup Every four years, it's the the Euros, uh, and you've you know you've got the African Cup of Nations in there. You've exactly. Got the Cup of America. Yeah. It's all about more games, more games, more games. I mean, I, I honestly think now we've got three European tournaments. I definitely think that we should have the Champions League should be for the champions. You know, Chelsea won the Champions League. Well done to them. That, but they weren't champions. Yeah. So how can they win? the Champions League, you know, be possibly be world champions, you know, mm. it should be and, and then you've got, you know, you've got Ajax who won the Dutch <laughs> um league have to qualify.
2: I know. And they oh, were in the in the semi-finals the season before yes. that. Um, yes. it, again you know, it's it's all it's all money. It's all money motivated. And then That's should not is.
1: maybe the Europa League be for like the second through to the fifth or whatever? yeah and then the conference cup winners yeah you know almost like, yeah
2: almost like maybe you could have like a UEFA cup a european cup winners cup and a and a, and a european league club cup maybe maybe like, we used like it the, used to be uh, yeah maybe like we used to
1: in the in the 80s and that you know when when things weren't all motivated by the big six i mean that i You would, if if we carry on down this route, we will never, ever, ever have another Leicester City.
2: No, indeed. And more clubs will go to the wall because, Mm. again, part of this guy, this, um, uh, the Napoli owner, is a De Laurentiis. He's the son of of the film um, uh, maker or whatever. Mm. Uh, And he's saying we should have it but it is on merit. So it is based on how you do well in your domestic leagues, but it will make 30 billion uh, pounds or euros. And But the one thing that we'll need to do to make that work is to reduce the number of games and domestic games in our league. So our leagues have to be smaller. Mm. Our top leagues have to be smaller uh, and less games so they can play more games in Europe. Again, in Europe where... You know, fans can't travel into, or it costs them an arm and a leg. Again, it's more yes. money for the clubs, less about the
1: fans. And I was, I was, I was going to, you know, at the moment we're about to make something a really, really incisive and excellent question, and it's gone. Um, but oh yeah, that's what that what it was going to be. So we reduce the Premier League for his for his example, then, yeah, and we end up with like the Scottish league, well, would you want to play? I don't know as much as in man United or something. Would you want mm. to play them four times?
2: Uh No, no, it just loses. Again, you go back to the same with the world cup. Yeah. They, they lose their magic, you know, no Roy Wood and wizard. I don't wish it was, could be Christmas every day. It's about, <laughs> it's about things being special, you know, and keeping them special. Um, and as I say, the fans are always the last. I won't even say the fans are the last ones to be asked because they're never asked. No, it, it's, no. It's just, it all comes think- down to how much But This guy, this Di Laurentiis was saying, for them to compete, they need to be able to buy the best players. And to be able to buy the best players, they need more money. Money, 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 best players, blah, blah, blah. It is. It's a backdoor European Super League, more for the big clubs, and to hell with
1: everyone else yes yeah you know i mean if other clubs sorry for the clubs if other sports went down the route that we are going in football mm. and i'm going to quote something kind of bear with me if i get a name wrong but Emo raducanu yeah that wouldn't have happened if tennis was run the way that football's run
2: yeah
1: can you imagine yeah you know we're going to have a, a european league and we're going to
2: allow some qualifiers in hmm no, 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 no! It's a closed shop. Thank you very much. We we don't want any of you sort of riff raff trying to get in. It's 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 not. I think I I know it may be a generational thing, and I know we probably sound like dinosaurs,
1: but football. Do we though? do we? I mean, you know, the FA Cup. The fact that we've won it this year is the story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you know. Milton, you know, Newport have beaten us in the cup. You know, these, these clubs, Sunderland, when they mm. won it, uh, you know, all the, all the. it's the magic of the cup. I mean, that's what they used to say, wasn't it? You know, and yeah. it's the same with the league, you know. Leicester won it, and that has inspired so many clubs to do well. And, you know, mm. people will look at Leicester now, you know, the Rochdales and the Oldums, and as we look at the Manchester City, they'll be looking at us, well, you've got a bit of money, et cetera, et cetera, mm. but... It's all about having that dream. And surely that's what sport is about having the dream. And people, you know, the powers that be want to
2: remove those dreams or those one off games. You know, there was even talk, wasn't there, about um, World Cup qualifying being seeded now. So all of those lower, like we're playing, uh, you know, San Marino and Andorra, whatever. And I get it. They're not particularly exciting for us. And yes, we, we should win four and five. But they're talking about them all playing each other um, before one of them gets a chance to play with the big boys. And again, th- th- this is their version of, of getting a plum draw in the FA Cup. You know, they, These are all footballing nations of the, the 190 countries in the world that play football. If you want to take away their opportunity to play England, yeah. to play Italy, to play Spain once every four years in a qualifying game, I mean, what's the point? Football will die and mm. other countries will find other sports. But it's all and, about the big boys and, and it just really, really, I don't know if you notice, but it really annoys me.
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, are you annoyed? The <laughs> funny thing is that, and I've got to take, I've got to, t- off my hat and say that I'm going to have to admit this: that the other day I did actually suggest that should the Andorans and the San Marinos be playing off against each other, because it does make. I have no interest in qualifiers whatsoever. Mm. If it wasn't for you know the, the chance to have a beer and a pizza with my son, mm. I, I I wouldn't have you know watched. Was it Andorra the other night or whatever? Mm. It, it just because we're expected to win, it just doesn't. Uh, interest me at all that said somebody then said but you're sounding like a man united owner you're sounding like an <laughs> arsenal owner and i'm going like god yes i am mm. or maybe maybe they should just stick let's say for the for the world cup there's there's 300 odd balls in or whatever mm. or oh, so the european bit let's say mm. there's let's say there's 50 balls let should just shove all those 50 balls in and pull them out and if we get into the same group as germany or italy so be it. Hmm. And if Andorra, San Marino and, and dare I say, if Brad's watching North Macedonia, all <laughs> get in a group together. But one of those might then get through to the finals because at the way things are at the moment, none of them are ever going to. We're never no. going to have the magic of, of, of a San Marino or somebody in the finals. But can you remember when we played Italy not so long ago and one of us had to go... Through uh, and there was all, I think it was Paul Ince had the blood and the band, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was um Glenn Hodler's manager, yeah. And we got the draw, but why, why shouldn't we play a Germany or an Italy in our group? And if we don't beat them and we're not good enough, we won't go, yeah. I mean, the only, I think the only flaw with that is the fact that it makes
2: um every game almost pointless in terms of your ranking. You know, in terms of your seeding and where you are. On well, why that, do we know, have win. ranking?
1: Why yeah. do we have ranking? What is the Again, point? What is the yeah. point of Lazio being ranked 22 in Europe and yeah. us being ranked 66? What what difference?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't see it on that level. You know, in terms of in terms of um, uh, world football, and and I know there's other arguments. You know, you could say that. Um, those teams will get stronger if they're just playing against each other, you know. So there will, you know, someone will suddenly start to be stronger than that. But it's only when you're playing against the bigger nations that you become stronger. You know, you test yourself against the best, and that's what sports all about. I think. But I think also, the idea of walk just walk walk having a, a mass draw um, mm-hmm. of all the world's teams is maybe a do little San bit of a step too far. good.
1: Does it do San Marino any good to, in game one, get stuffed by England, in game two, get stuffed by Germany, in game three, get stuffed by Italy? It doesn't do them any good at all because they don't get the confidence. They don't ever win a game. You know, but that's where the rankings. Uh,
2: but that's where the rankings come in. So they are in a group
1: with people from yeah. each, one of each different one. Yeah, Whereas... but, but, but then they're never going to get through because whoever is ranked one in that group will yeah. be the one that goes through. You know, if England don't qualify from this group, then Mm. yeah, sack Southgate because we 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 should easily walk these groups. I think that's where you know that San Marino, you know that Andorra are never going to get through. But if they're in a group, and I'm not saying that they should be put together, but if the draw comes out, Mm. so that it's like saying maybe you know in the FA Cup that you know should you ever have a point where Newport will play Oldham. You know, if that's how the draw comes out, that's yeah, how yeah. the draw comes out. So if in a group you've got Andorra, San Marino, North Macedonia, and, mm. and all and one of those gets into the World Cup, isn't that exciting? Isn't it you know, is, isn't I, think, exciting? I think
2: UEFA excuse me, but I think UEFA tried to address that with this nations league, and it's something that we all sort of scoffed at, but you're playing against teams in your own sort of rankings and then um you are allowed to progress that way you know so there is a there is a route they have created a a route where those smaller nations can work their way up the equivalent of of divisions as it were and that's what the nation leagues does it's not on a world basis and, and it would never work on a world basis i don't think but the nations league has been created to try and do that so as much as we sort of scoffed at it at the time. It's just another competition. It was UEFA looking at, is there a way that we can put these teams of a similar ranking together to try and improve them, but on merit, give them an opportunity to then move up into the next grade and develop that way, because otherwise they will never develop those nations.
1: I mean, in for example, in the Euros, in the World Cup, you can work out who you might be playing in four games' time. Hmm. Should it be that you? It doesn't matter if you qualify top of group A. You play hmm. second in B. Should yeah. it be again when everybody's through, the balls go into the hat hmm. and they yeah. are drawn out again.
2: I think that would be a much more, uh, much more interesting way of doing it, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Once you get out the, yeah. once you get out the groups, it's just a draw. You know that would be interesting,
1: and uh, yeah. yeah, I'd. I'd uh, I'd, I'd I just of, think I, I just think for me and again this is my my thing here I loved North Macedonia being in the euros you mm. know I can remember you know going back and I'm old enough like you know you used to see Peru coming from from yeah. South America it wasn't Brazil Argentina and what have you mm. and I just think, you know, again, same with some of the African teams that got through, you know, Cameroon, when when they nearly knocked us out. Seeing those small clubs do – or small countries do well, I just don't think, certainly for Europe Mm. or in any of the states, the way that they're grading it, Mm. it'll always be the same teams getting through because Mm. they know – they want – England in the finals. They want Germany in the finals. And, know, the, yeah. the fact that Italy didn't qualify was it last time and Germany went out. They don't want that because mm. it's all about money. But let's let's end on a really, really, really important question. This came up earlier, and I'm gonna to have to just find this from Terry. Very, very important. Do you remember Quator Master and <laughs> the Pit? <laughs> Uh, i actually I, I actually remember the name but i don't remember the program
2: exactly. I'm, I'm exactly with you i remember i remember the name um and i remember going to the old highbury um but <laughs> uh, yeah i i don't remember watching quatermass in the pit although no. the, the name is familiar
1: do you go on then a, a quick test for you here because i say it's been a long time since we've we, mm. we've gone off on uh, away gone from Napoli, leicester yeah. into sorting out uefa and fifa um do you remember saturday mornings do you remember the flashing blade um not are you talking zorro or was it called the flashing blade i don't no, know no it, it was one of the first dubbed uh programs i've ever seen i think I was around at the yeah. time it was um late 60s i believe and it was about the french fighting the spanish and Yes, it was all dubbed and what have you, and that was that was one of the first kids' programs I remember. No, I remember, I remember them
2: dubbing Robinson Crusoe. I think, um, uh, mm. and it was Robinson Crusoe. And White Horses was probably
1: one of the other ones. right I, uh, I remember White Horses. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But not the Flash. blade. Do yeah. you don't remember Flash? You've got to Google Flashing Blade. It's got to be one of the best um, theme tunes going, and it always takes me no. back when I watch that. And Knowing me, I'll du- get
2: some I'll get some hairy Sheffield United fan showing me bits of his body that I don't want if I Google <laughs> the flashing blade.
1: <laughs> Depends on what your internet history allows you to search yeah. for, <laughs> Greg. Uh, do you remember? I mean, two more for you here then. Double deckers. I do. I was always on board with the double deckers. Yes. I'd forgotten about that until I clicked one of the, because I say YouTube tends to throw at you things that you've obviously yeah. seen or, or And it came up with, because I was growing up in the 70s. Uh, that's why I'm such a fashion icon. And uh, it threw the double deckers theme up at me. But the one I loved, I never quite understood this, but I loved it. That was the banana splits.
2: Banana splits, definitely. Yeah, Tara, uh, yeah. yeah, it was always the girl at the back door. Now, I do remember that. <laughs> and uh, for those who are of a similar age as well, you might remember there was a there was a punk band called The Dickies
1: who did um, a version yes, of the they Banana did. Split. and I uh, had theme. some of those. Yeah, because yeah. at that time, it was very, very um, cool as a band to produce picture disc or yeah. coloured vinyl yeah and the Dickies, the i remember the um the banana they did the banana splits it was yeah. famous songs very much speeded up wasn't it yes <laughs>
2: that was it
1: yeah and i remember having not the you know the fact that I liked the song but the fact that it was in it was in banana yellow vinyl yeah um, were the days. They also did nights in white satin they can guess what <laughs> color that yeah. was and then do, do you remember dr feel good i do Milk they brought alcohol. out a song, I don't remember what it was. Was it it might have been you know, Milk and, alcohol. Milk and alcohol? Was that one yeah. Of the, yeah? Yeah. And that was on brown vinyl. Oh, very nice. Yes. Can you remember you can imagine how that yeah. used to come out of the tubes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when there was I remember I,
2: I've got a uh, a bell-shaped uh, seven inch single uh, by the bluebells. I think it was Kath or something. Oh yeah, they used to yeah, there's yes. there's, there's, there's a yes. few vinyl horrors. Uh, in my collection, I'm sure.
1: I I can tell you, and I've still got them because I only just uh, moved them around the other day. Um, Monty Python, and I'm going to leave you with this. I will leave you with this now because um, I'm not going to explain. I will leave you to to think about this. But Monty Python, every sperm is sacred. Indeed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to know what the picture disc of that was. And it's not Um, quite as bad as people are thinking. I'm sure
2: I'm sure not, but I'm sure you've wiped it clean on many occasions.
1: Well, I actually got sacked once, you know, for <laughs> for pleasuring myself when I used to work as a roofer. I had a chat with my boss and he said, Oh, go on then, we can wipe the slate clean. On that note, On palm show. Craig, we've completely gone off score here. I'm just worried because uh, well, you've not moved in the whole show that you're stuck to that chair in that position. I am. I am. I'm wedged in. That's the problem because I've got a leather chair here and you get up when you've been sat in it for a while and you yeah. kind of almost stuck to it. Craig, thank you so much, young man. Are you, are you giving us a score prediction, Chris? Oh. I was hoping I was hoping we could forget that. Um,
2: By the way, oh. I did very well in the uh, in the long ball uh, game this week.
1: Did you? I didn't. I think no. I was top score this week. So uh, did you? Oh. Yeah. So you, you, you're coming on. back. You're yeah. coming back. I I will. I mean, I, I know I've said I, I would take a draw, but if you, depending who he plays, of I'm going to go for two one Leicester. I yeah. think we will concede. Um, yourself?
2: I'm going to go 1-0, I think. I think it'll be a very tight game. I'll just go for a 1-0. Two? Two us. Yeah,
1: Two us. Good, good, good. Um, Scott, Chris, I realise I'm going off topic, but Vicky Vixen, would have. Would you have her support in the women's team? Um, I've got to be honest with you. I don't know. If, is Vicky Vixen still around? i'm not sure no I'm not sure at all. No, no that said scott yes i have approached a, a, a lady um who will hopefully uh, she's just start she just got a season ticket to go and watch the ladies it's sandra who looks after the disabled um uh, fans at the grounds lovely lovely lady um and uh she is going to be doing a, a woman's football show with me, so we're just Excellent. seeing how we can fit it into the schedule. So that, that would be great. Not had the best to start the women's team, but uh, but Terry says you beat him by two. Um, Craig got 16, I got 14. I can't remember what I can get. Um, I think you are being called probably for your pizza. <laughs> so, um, great show, Chris and Craig. Hoping for a two nil. Yes. Craig, thank you very much, sir. I will let whoever it is wheel you out. <laughs> and I um, think you are stuck there. You'll just be wheeled to the table. Yeah, I will be. I will, be. Yeah. I, I will see you, um, you. You're not doing the the, the, the uh, Brighton game this week. but No, um, it's you'll
2: see you next week.
1: This is why we're seeing you tonight. Yeah. Sir, so, have a good weekend. You're going tomorrow, you go. I'm presuming. Yes, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. have a there. good time. Give them, well, give them a cheer for us. Thanks very much. Go already, off and get right. your pizza. Thanks very much oh, for joining us. Cheers. cheers. Bye, Chris. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks to Craig there. Always, fountain of all knowledge. Fountain of all knowledge. Even though he might say his fountain is running dry, now he's getting a, a little bit older. But uh, he, uh, as always, he brings a lot to the show. So he tells me so he tells me i don't know i don't know where, don't know where he, he brings it into the show but he leaves it somewhere we've yet to find it guys we're gonna be back tomorrow straight after well say straight after the game there won't be many updates during the game because i'm going to take that time to actually uh watch the game with my son um so there'll be maybe a half-time post a full-time post Uh, But, you know, these things have to be done. It's what it's all about following Leicester, the fact that we are here following them when, you know, you're with your kids. It's what we couldn't do years ago. It's what we can do now. So join us about 15, 20 minutes after the game tomorrow when hopefully me, Brad and Josh will be talking about a Leicester City win. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social
2: media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City football club.
1: Thanks for watching Leicester till I die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
0: twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time
1: sports social podcast network